Hi guys, welcome to On The Whistle and today we're doing a special on Malawi football. We're finding out about what led to this nation's success and their qualification for the African Cup of Nations only the third time in their history. We're going to speak to a member of the Malawi leadership who's going to give us some insight into what the team is doing so well. You're going to love what Gom Zakazaka says. He is the Director of Competitions and Communications at the Malawi FA. And we find the man who is Malawi's hitman. That's right. We speak to Richard Mbulu, the man who scored that all-important goal to qualify Malawi for the AFCON in that game against the Uganda Cranes. But first up, you're going to hear from Gom Zakazaka about what Malawi has done behind the scenes to lead to their success for the Afghan qualification. Take a listen to the interview I did. Joining me now on the podcast is Malawi's Competitions and Communications Director, Gom Zakazaka. Gom, welcome to the pod. For those who don't know much about Malawi football, what would you pinpoint as the key to your success during the Afghan qualifiers? Yeah, I would say that uh, uh, one of the key uh, uh, elements that enabled us to uh, come out tops in these qualifiers was uh, continuity, because uh, we have used a group of players uh, that have stayed together for quite some time. Uh, as you are aware that uh, uh, two to three years ago, we had a coach, uh, Ron Van Hulken, from Belgium, uh, who was on a two-year contract from 2017. So when he came in 2017, uh, he more like reshuffled the national team, brought in a number of youngsters. Uh, most of them, by then, were not playing even elite, elite league football. Now they were playing for uh, junior teams uh, in, in lower leagues, but he trusted in them because they had seen the potential. So uh, it was like phasing out uh, the, the group that was there, that he found, and uh, building a new team. And uh, what happened was uh, when he left, uh, that was in 2019, uh, the coach that took over was the one that... Uh, uh, he was working with when he came. He was coaching the under-23s, uh, where uh, 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 Ronnie was also getting most of his players from the under-20, under-23s, bringing them into the into the main picture. That's for the for the A-line, for the for the senior national team. So that group uh, was not disbanded by the new coach making us. He continued where RVG stopped. So basically, it's a group of players who have played together for quite so long. So there was that understanding. There was that uh, coordination. Uh, so it was easier for Mekem to get results with, with, with this group. So that was key uh, in as far as uh, uh, our performance is concerned. But again, I think one of the uh, key issues was to ensure that uh, we collect all maximum points at home. Uh, unfortunately, we managed to draw one game against Burkina uh, uh, Faso. You guys were unstoppable at home. What, what was the key to that? I mean, you go into your last two qualifiers not having lost a game at home. And then you deliver against South Sudan and, of course, uh, Uganda. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think Kamu Stadium has been really uh, uh, our best place to execute matches. And uh, if you look at uh, the past uh, 10 to 12 years, I think we have only lost uh, two AFCON matches there. I remember we lost to Burkina Faso in 2009 during the 2010 World Cup qualifiers. And again, we, the other game that we lost was in 20, 2015, when we lost, uh, rather should be 2016, when we lost to Guinea uh, uh, and then in, and, and Zimbabwe in uh, uh, 2017 Afghan qualifiers. But apart from that, we have really done well at the stadium. We have beaten big teams. Egypt, you know, they came here when they were three-time consecutive champions and 
that was their first defeat in many years. Uh, the Drogba's have come here and they have only managed to get a point. So uh, when we are playing at Kamuzu Stadium, I think it's, it's really the place that uh, we, we make it home and we make it count. Uh, again, I think it's even the, 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 the artificial tough, I think uh, our boys really are used to it and they have mastered uh, on, on how to play on, the, on that surface. I think it's, it's, it's one of the reasons that give us an edge uh, playing at home. But that sense of... Uh, well, 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 tell me about the surface. What, what, what is it about the surface that makes it so hard to play on? Don't give away your <laughs> yeah. secrets to our positions, but, but you can tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think what, what we have noticed is the people, they, 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 when they, they come and play on our ask for tough, a lot of team struggles, but we, we have really mastered well the, 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 the surface and uh, we are just unplayable at Camus Stadium. What, what is the trick to, to playing on AstroTurf? Like, what is it that makes it so tricky? Yeah, basically it's because we play most of our, our local matches uh, in AstroTurf. Maybe in most countries they don't, they, they, they don't, they don't, they don't do that, but uh, to, to our boys, they're used and uh, it's, it's really like to them, that's the base surface that uh, they, 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 they enjoy playing on. So uh, really comes stadium, uh, it's really no goal zone. And that, that, that mentality, apart from the, the, the stadium itself, but uh, the mentality that has been stored in the players to make sure that when they're at home, they should make it count. Uh, because uh, traveling in Africa is difficult. You are not guaranteed. There are no minors in Africa. Uh, if you travel, you are, you, you are already at a disadvantage. If you look at the conditions of travel, the different conditions in terms of weather and uh, situations, the facilities in Africa, uh, it makes it difficult to playing around in Africa. So you may, must make sure that uh, the nine points at home Whenever you're starting each campaign, those are must gate. We were lucky; we got seven, and we travelled and uh, managed to get a win in in, in South Sudan. And by the way, uh, the, the the first win, the the win against South Sudan uh, uh, in in Khartoum was our first uh, away win in, in an Africa of Nations qualifier since we beat Djibouti in 2009. So mm. that, that uh, should give you a picture of how we have struggled to get points on the road. Uh, 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 and how that win really boosted our chances to ensure that we finish it off against Uganda in Planta. Well, I have to ask you this. Um, you got rid of your coach, uh, who was an international coach. You went for a local coach. Do you think that made the difference in helping the team unify and, 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 and gain success? Do you, do you think going local sometimes wields better results? I would, I would say so, uh, if we go by statistics, because uh, as you put it at the beginning, that uh, this is our third qualification, 84, 2010, and now 2021. Uh, if you look at all these three campaigns, uh, it, 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 it was local coaches that were in charge of the qualifications. Uh, we had Henry Moyo in 1984, a local coach, and in 2010 we had Kina Piri, and now uh, we have uh, making us all former uh, Flames captains and now local coaches taking us to the, to the continental finals whereby a number of uh, foreign expatriates that uh, we, have been, uh, 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 we have been engaging uh, all along uh, failed to, 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 to take us to the, to, the, to the finals. So from that perspective, you argue and say, okay, maybe there's a charm in local coaches. But I, for this campaign, I would say that uh, Alavig really laid the foundation of uh, the qualification of building a strong team. Uh, so uh, I would say it was, uh, he, he played a part. He played a part much as he was not here, but he played a part because uh, he mentored these local coaches and uh, he's the one who uh, called into, into, it took up most of these boys that were a part of this qualification. 
come at the man, come at the hour. And Richard Mbulu scored that crucial goal against the Uganda Cranes to get the team qualified for the AFCON. How popular is he in the country right now? Mwango, who is our top player, and uh, Gabadinho Mwango was suspended for the last match against Uganda. You know, the match that uh, we were looking forward that, uh, okay, this is the time that uh, you come up once again and uh, be our match winner. Uh, and Mbulu now was trusted with that uh, responsibility to lead the, the front line, and uh, he delivered, he delivered, I should say so, uh, when most did not expect. If you look at Mbulu, uh, he's... Uh, one kind of striker who, who does not score more goals, but his work rate in terms of uh, creating chances, creating space for other players to shine is just unbelievable. This is why uh, uh, even uh, uh, Coach Aravici, before uh, he left, uh, he used to play him a lot. Even Mekemasa used to play him a lot, despite that goals were not coming. And uh, fans become frustrated. A lot of people were still questioning, why is Mbulu still being used when he's not scoring goals? Because ever since he made his debut uh, back in 2017, I think he has just scored uh, four goals. Prior to the Uganda game, mm. he had scored three. He scored against uh, a Togo when we played in a friendly match in Morocco in 2017. Then uh, at the 2019 Kosafa Cup, uh, he scored two goals. I remember against Comoros and against Seychelles. Uh, but he, he had not delivered at a big stage. At a big stage, in this case, in an AFCON qualifier or in a World Cup qualifier. And um, frustrations among, among the fans were, why is Mbulu still being played? And then he delivered when it mattered most. And now he's the talk of the town. Now he's the hero. But um, it's something that people have to understand from that perspective, that he may not score a lot of goals. He may not be that flashy player mm. uh, that we expect. But his work rate, I mean, his contribution to the team in terms of creating space, creating chances for others is just unbelievable. And that's why even at club level, uh, uh, at Baroque FC, uh, like like last season uh, for Baroque FC in the South African Premier Soccer League, he played 25 games. Mm. He did not score a goal as a striker, but his coaches were still believing him because they saw something that maybe people will not see beyond him scoring the goals. Gon, when you look at the Malawi squad, are you relying mainly on locally based players or are you bringing players from abroad based in the Premier Soccer League, based in other African leagues and of course Europe? Yeah, I'll say that for this campaign, like uh, for the better part of the campaign, yeah, for the first four games against South Sudan, home, Uganda, away, Burkina Faso, home and away, uh, it was uh, a squad that was dominated by local base players. Uh, if you look on average, uh, we, we, we were calling almost seven foreign base players and uh, in the starting 11, uh, on average, six players were local base players. But now, uh, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, our league uh, uh, has been on and off uh, due to the national restrictions. And uh, going into these matches, I think the philosophy was the same, that we use a lot of uh, uh, local base players. But then we played a friendly match against Ethiopia on our way to Sudan. We lost miserably by focus to Mio. And this was mainly because of uh, lack of uh, match fitness for the local base players. And this is the time that the coach now decided to switch and focus on foreign base players. And it was the first time that we brought Tall foreign base players. I must admit that um, we don't have uh, big name players that are playing for top teams uh, across the world. Uh, I think our our, our our top player, like I indicated, who is a known player, is Gabadinho Mango, playing for Orlando Pirates in South Africa. He was the top goal scorer in the PSL last season. I think that's the highlight of our, of, of our players. We also have got other players in the PSL uh, playing for uh, uh, middle. 
middle of the table teams. I talk about Paroka FC. We have got two players there, Mbulu and Gerard Peel Jr. We have got Libby Kaninzava playing for Amazulu. Uh, we also have got uh, two others that are playing in the National First Division. That's the lower league in South Africa. And these are our top players. Uh, we have got two players playing in the Mozambican League. And we have got three players playing in Europe. But if you look at the leagues that they are playing for, one is playing in Georgia, and two are playing for FC Sheriff in Moldova, which is ranked lower than even Malawi itself, while the rest of the players are coming from Malawi. So if you can see that the qualification has been achieved by a crop of these players playing at that level, you'd see that, okay, it's not big name players, but a group of young people who are really determined, skillful, and ambitious to do well. And I believe that they deserve it, and maybe the AFCON platform may just give them that needed exposure for them maybe to clinch big, big, uh, big, 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 big club deals. This will be Malawi's third time at the uh, AFCON. Uh, two previous occasions, the team didn't make it out the per first round. Um, team are obviously not playing on their famed AstroTurf um, that you have in Malawi. Uh, what gives you optimism that um, things will be different this time around in Cameroon? Yeah, uh, I would say that, uh, yes, uh, we haven't uh, gone past the group stages in the past uh, two editions. The first edition, I think it was just unfortunate. We started on a, on a, on a, on a, on a higher note, beating Algeria 3-0, uh, which I would say was one of the best results of the tournament. Most shocking result. Uh, but then went on to lose to, to Angola, then lost again to Mali and Baudard. Uh, so this time around, uh, our target is to go past the group stages and qualify for the, for the knockout stages. Um, basically, uh, it will take a lot of determination uh, from the guys. Uh, uh, we then need to prepare well, uh, study the opponents that we're going to be given when the draw is done uh, sometime in June. Uh, but again, uh, ensure that there is uh, proper preparations. Uh, I think for these qualifiers, or I should say from four to five years ago, we have done uh, a good job in as far as exposing our team is concerned. We have made sure that um, in, during each and every international FIFA window, we play a match, a competitive match with top, top, top opposition. Uh, if you have our players playing at that level now and again, I mean, they master the art of playing international matches. It becomes easier uh, during competitive matches. Because in the, master, we, in the past, we used to skip a lot of international FIFA days uh, due to lack of funding, but now I think uh, government of Malawi is supporting us. The FA is also putting a lot of effort. We now have um, uh, a bank supporting us as our official sponsor. So we have got uh, some resources that are enabling us to play these important friendly matches. Uh, that to an extent is giving the exposure to the players, giving the understanding, the toughness of, of playing in Africa. So we need more of these and we need more of top, top, top notch uh, friendly matches. Uh, for us uh, to be in shape of, uh, of, of of AFCON. But key will also be uh, the crop to maintain form because uh, mm. there is great understanding among the current uh, players. So if the current players maintain form at club level so that they are in shape, in top condition, when uh, we arrive in January uh, to ensure that the same team that uh, has played now, that has qualified, if they play together in the World Cup qualifiers. The good thing we have got the World Cup qualifiers coming again. Uh, we are in a good group uh, with top opposition, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Mozambique. Many would see that as the group of death. I mean, this is one of the, the most tightly contested groups for the World Cup qualifiers. Yes, yeah, it's a group of death. And if you are going to play against such top opposition, like in Cameroon and Ivory Coast, that should be good preps for us, for, for, for AFCON. And I tell you what, those teams 
aren't going to look forward to playing the Flames at home. Gom, Zaka Zaka, thank you for giving us an overview of Malawi football. We certainly wish you well. And uh, we know this won't be the last time we speak to you in the build-up to the AFCON and the World Cup. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. All right, folks, you've heard from the man in the suit, the man who organizes things behind the scenes. But now we go to the heart of the story. And you're going to be able to hear Richard Mbulu talk about that amazing goal he scored to get the Flames qualified. And also, you're going to hear some insight into the team spirit, into the AstroTurf that Gome had spoken about earlier, that the team play on and why they're so hard to beat at home. And also... You're going to hear about Malawi, who aren't necessarily the biggest dog in the fight, but they've got the most fight. Take a listen to the interview Courtney Freeze and I did with Richard Mbulu. Well, the special on the Malawi Flames continues. And I tell you what, we've got a man who is a sergeant in the Malawi army but he's better known as the Flames Hitman. Welcome to On The Whistle, Richard Mbulu. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm fine. Richard, Malawi is not a big country. Um, you guys have a population under 1 million, actually. Small country. And uh, you guys don't have a vast pool of players to draw from. Could this be seen as a strength? Was this a positive for you guys? Yeah, as I've said, uh, you know, Malawi is a, uh, is a small country, but it's not, uh, it's not, the, the, uh, it's not the, the dog in the fight, but it's the fight in the dog. Like as players, uh, as players, we, we sat down, we talk, we say, uh, guys, you know, we have been suffering uh for almost 10 years so as you see now uh, we have uh, young players now in our team maybe the, the the biggest player can be maybe 27 but most of the players they are young so we we talk we said guys we must not fear we must go we must perform well so that we so we, we sell ourselves our careers so that we go and play uh those big country uh, big teams we had such a very good qualification record didn't lose any games. Yes. Do you think it was down to the Astro Turf that you guys played on? Yeah, I think uh, the game we lost is only against, uh, uh, we lost two games, uh, Uganda away and uh, and Burkina Faso away. But at home, we didn't lose any game because, you know, when you are playing home, you, you have uh, much confidence and the support. So at home, we don't lose any game. We fight for our supporters. We fight for, for Malawi. But do you think the AstroTurf that you played on played into your advantage? Because not many teams in Africa play on an AstroTurf. Yeah, it's true because sometimes we, 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 uh, we, take, we took advantage because of uh, artificial turf. Most of the most of the players from other countries they use glass, so we took advantage uh, in Malawi because we use uh, artificial turf. Most of the players from other countries they play in Europe, whereby they are using um, they are using glass. So we took advantage for ourselves so that most of the, most of the players when they come they don't perform well because it's too hot even in Malawi, it's too hot. So we took advantage for that. 
There'll be people like me who are not professional football players like you, Richard. But what is the difference between an AstroTurf and a normal football field? Is it the bounce? Is it the speed of the ball? What is the difference? What is it that teams struggle to um, struggle to deal with? Yeah, you know, tough artificial uh, tough is is difficult because uh, most of the time is. Uh, it depends because in, in Malawi it's hot. So when it's hot and that artificial turf, when you don't put water, it's difficult for a player to learn on it because it absorbs it, 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 it absorbs heat. You see? You feel some heat. When you don't put water, you feel some heat. So it's difficult for most of the players who are playing in Europe because you know in Europe it's cold and there it's hot. And artificial is a labor. So most of the time they feel uh, too much hot. Wow, something I never actually would have associated with the turf, Courtney. Well, the, the, the problem with the artificial pitch is firstly the advantage. The advantage yeah. is that it, the ball rolls very true. There's mm. no problem with the rolling of the ball. Okay, so that's the one thing because a lot of African pitches are very bumpy, uh, also very hard, which makes controlling the ball difficult. But yeah. the disadvantage about an artificial pitch is that the friction, if it's not wet, like Richard has said, the ball rolls yeah. slower and can get, if passed to someone, can get held up a bit more. Uh, the other difficulties with it is that those pitches are just maybe sometimes a bit more bouncy than normal, which makes controlling yes. the ball a bit more difficult. Now, teams that don't train on that, that would be a disadvantage to them. And teams that train on it, like Richard's team, would like Malawi, have the advantage. Sure, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Small I was going to, sorry, say again, Courtney. Small percentages, but small percentages that Remember, lead to it's success. Still the fight in the dog, as Richard exactly, said. <laughs> exactly. But the fight in the dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, Richard. You know what we love to do at on the whistle is put the fans in touch with the people on the field and. Um, we have a question from a Malawi Flame supporter um, that I'm going to play for you. So I'd like you to listen and then uh, look to answer. Hey, Zen, this is Muti coming, coming to you from Malawi. Uh, just a quick question to farm people. What are we going to do differently this time, this time around, you know, to avoid 2010? We are very excited. We... It was a very good start, you know, beating Ajaya three goals to nil. Uh, we were all excited, um, but then the thing sort of went south from, uh, from from there. What are we going to do differently this time around? How do we ensure that we go far uh, in the competition? Um, also, considering that the fact that we uh, we are in a group with very, very strong contenders as well. Um, you know, thanks. Yeah, I think uh, this time will be very much different because you know, as I said, it's not the, the dog in the fight, but the fight in the dog. So we are not going there like underdogs. We are going there. We are not going there like uh, we are small team. We just want to go there and participate. No, we are going there to perform and to and to win games. As I, as I've said, now football has changed. You can you you can you can even see the the football even from Europe even Africa most of the, those they call big team they are losing with small teams so now football has changed we are going there we are going to fight until the end of the of the uh, of the games. Now, 
as you know, as we said about this before, Malawi is not a big country. Malawi is not a big team, but you're a very strong fighting team. The World Cup is coming up in Qatar soon. You guys have a difficult group. Uh, you have Ivory Coast, Cameroon, Mozambique in your group. How do the players feel coming up against these teams? Have you all been talking about them? Is there a discussion? What's been going on? Yeah, I think uh, it's not too much tough because uh, we, have, uh, we played against uh, Cameroon. Uh, it was uh, last last year or last last of last year. We played against them away. We in Cameroon, we they beat us one zero. They came home, we draw. So I think it it will not be a tough a tough matches. But even us, we are we are still working on that. We are going to work hard. Uh, we are going to throw everything so that uh, we make sure that we can have chance to uh, to to qualify for World Cup. What we are we are expecting from our team uh, this year. Uh, is that uh, we want to we want to make victory and we want to make wonder so that people they must uh, they must they must know that uh, there is Malawi. We don't want uh, that old Malawi whereby we just losing the games. Uh, we just we just participate the tournament just for the sake of participation. But now we want to perform well. We want to go far. We want to do well. Uh, so that we want to sell ourselves, as as I said, uh, we have uh, young, talented players. Uh, so I think it is going to be tough uh, for them, not for us, because us we want to, to work hard so that we we make wonders, we make victories, and we want to ourselves to to make history so that Malawi qualified for World Cup. You know, Richard, uh, and I'm sorry to jump in here, Zay, um, but. I love the way you're talking because you're talking so much from a team dynamic, but you don't get a name like a hitman if you don't have your own ambitions. What do you want for yourself? Do you feel you are ready to move on to a bigger team with respect to Baraka that you're playing for? Do you feel you're ready to take the next step, maybe going to Europe yeah, I, or a bigger team? Yeah, I think that's my wish for me to jump to a big teams. I my now my dream is to play in Europe. I don't I'm not dreaming about uh here in South Africa, but I'm dreaming about uh to play in Europe because uh, you know in life you need to success, you need to to move on. You need uh, you need to make life change. So my dream now is to play in big team and I want I wish to play in in Europe. And we certainly hope you get that move to Europe, whether it's in, 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 in the short term or whether it's after a successful AFCON. We hope that you get that move. But Richard, earlier in the show, you heard a question from Muti, and we have two more African football fans that have questions. Um, I have a question here from Nicola, and she asks, Nicola asks, let me, let me play you Nicola's question. Um. South Africa has the richest league in Africa, and how is it that they failed to qualify and Malawi did? Yeah, I think I can say the uh, is the management uh, is the management is where is how it's not how you 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 started, but it's how you finished. Of course, they have money. It's not about money. Football is not about money, but it's about the the heart. 
is about the heart. You can have money, you can have everything, but if you go inside the bay, you are not fighting. So meaning everything is nothing, but you need to, to go with heart, you need to fight. So you, you need to go and fight and know what 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 you want to happen, what 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 you want to happen. Because as as, as a as a Malawi national team, uh we do there's no money in, in Malawi. Our currency is is uh is, is small, but the heart was having in those games, that's the one they make us to qualify for for AFCO. Thank you for that answer, Richard. I think that speaks to passion. It speaks to team motivation and dynamics. And I have one more question. I have a question from Joseph, who's actually a fan of Zimbabwe. And he says, at the AFCON next year, who do you think will go further, Zimbabwe or Malawi? Uh, I think uh, that question is... Uh... It's tough for me to 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 answer, but I wish I could, I wish if if they can uh, they can put us in the same group because I have a Zimbabwean player here, Bogi Pachipezese. He's talking too much, so I wish if they can put us in the same group so that we'll see who is who is bigger than the other. <laughs> and we hope you get that meeting at the AFCON. Now, Richard, before we go, we've just got a few more questions. And after you scored that goal against Uganda and the team qualified, the pictures coming out of Malawi were amazing. Fans mobbing the bus, students at the university. Um, what does football mean to the average Malawian? Yeah, you know, uh, people from Malawi, they like football uh, too much. They like football, they like our national team. So there's a time where whereby uh, our national team was not doing well. Each and every game was been losing, we've been losing, we've been not doing well. So I think that game after we, we won that game, we qualified. Uh, the whole Malawi was happy, was celebrating that, uh, we qualified for, for Afcon. You know, it's, it's history and we put the Malawi on the map and we make everyone happy. You know, people was fighting about a long time. Uh, in the past, people was fighting about the election. So now we put them together. They were celebrating each other, we're making flames, uh, making flames. So I think uh, people of Malawi, uh, they were happy because we, are, uh, we stayed almost uh, 10 years without qualifying uh, to Afghan. So that's why you saw people, they were celebrating, they were beating the bus, they were uh, running inside uh, on the street. So yeah, I can say uh, everyone was happy. And Richard, we all remember iconic goals. For Courtney and I, we remember when Chipper Masinga scored to get Pafana to their first World Cup in 1998. Um, an amazing thunderbolt he hit uh, at Soccer City. I'm sure your goal will reverberate for a long time with Malawi and Malawian fans. For you, is that the greatest goal you've scored or the most memorable goal you've scored uh, in your career? Yeah, I think uh, that one was my uh, my great goal, my memorable goal, whereby I will never forget in my life that goal because 
is history. You know, I made history. I make my history. I make history for Malawi. So that goal, I will never forget it in my life. And is a is a one of is a great goal I scored in my career. Is the first goal I scored in my career, the great one. So I will never, I will never, I will, I will remember that goal forever. Richard, the Sergeant Hitman Mbulu. Thank you for joining on the podcast. It's been amazing hearing your insight on the success of the Flames. We certainly will be following you closely. And maybe, maybe, Courtney, maybe Richard can get us some tickets for a game in Malawi when they're playing during the World Cup qualifiers. Maybe we can board a flight, get to Liwongwe, then take or, a drive to Blantyre. Or during the, the FCON, if we can have another... A podcast meeting with you, Richard. We'd be very happy uh, during the tournament to see how things are going. We'd love to be able to do that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we'll get it. Uh... No, that's brilliant. We just wish you well. Thank you for making time to be with us. And like I said, you scored a legendary goal that puts Malawi on the map. I'm envious of Malawi with a population of under 1 million going to the FCON, we have over 52 million and we decided to stay at home. But you know what? Maybe we can become Flames fans just for the tournament. <laughs> yeah, wow. you might. Now I think we, we bring a lot of, uh, a lot of support. Uh, you, must, you must support uh, uh, Malawi in FCON. So, you, yeah, it will be good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Richard Mbola. It's a pleasure to speak to you. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Please do get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at OTW underscore podcast or join our Facebook group. That's where we have all this amazing discussion. Just search for On The Whistle Podcast. We'd love to have you join the banter. Join the braai. We're the biggest braai in world football. Come and join us. And of course, if you've come this far, you've got to want to leave a rating and a review. We love to read them and we love to take your feedback on so for now, go and enjoy the week. And if you're a Malawi Flames fan, look forward to that after. Ciao for now.